Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Cheap Property Spain podcast. My name is Chris. I'm the founder of CheapPropertySpain.com and the person behind all those beautiful homes you see on Instagram and in our weekly email newsletter. I started Cheap Property Spain to make buying a home and moving to Spain more accessible to people all around the world. In this podcast, we interview experts such as real estate agents, lawyers, and expats who have already made the move to Spain. On today's episode, I sat down with David Villar of Lexity Law Firm. They're a legal team based in Barcelona that specializes in immigration, real estate, tax, and just about anything to help you get set up here in Spain. Since David's focus is immigration law, I took the opportunity to go in detail about the various visa options that are available to foreigners looking to live in Spain long term. We cover a ton of ground in this interview, things like how to apply for a visa, how long the process takes, what the requirements are, and what the recently announced digital nomad visa will look like. So if you've ever been curious about how to move to Spain legally, keep listening. Enjoy. All right, David. Well, welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time to uh, meet with me today and to talk about immigration. I'm really excited to dive in. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me. And well, it's a pleasure to be here today. Yeah, fantastic. Well, before we uh, get too deep mm-hmm. in the weeds, would you mind giving everyone just a, a general overview of yourself, a little bit of background on mm-hmm. you know, who you are and uh, the firm you work for? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'm David. I'm immigration lawyer at Lexi de la Boutique. Uh, we are a, a law firm based based, based in Spain, um, Portugal, and from a couple of months in Greece. Okay, and we basically have our our scope of our services is uh, legal services for um, for foreigners. We are the 90, 95% of our clients are foreigners who want to relocate Spain, Portugal, or Greece. Okay. And we offer basically uh, services, legal services regarding immigration, tax, corporate, and real estate. Personally, me, I'm based in Barcelona, in the Barcelona office and in the immigration department. So basically my, my day, day-to-day work is uh, providing people who want to relocate to Spain, uh, assisting them to obtain their visas, their residence permits and everything they need in order to be uh, regular residents in Spain or in, once they, they spend a few years in Spain to be able to apply to, for the citizenship. And that's basically my shop. All right. That's fantastic. Are you from Barcelona originally? Yes. Born and raised from, from Barcelona. And yes, never moved from here. I spent some time uh, in other countries studying and, and learning English in, in Ireland for a couple of summers. But yes, born and raised in Barcelona. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. It's an amazing city. Um, so, all right, let's... Uh, I've spent a little bit of time myself researching, and I'm sure it's anyone who has maybe at least Googled like how to get a visa for Spain, they probably very quickly realized that it's very complicated and there are many, many options. So I think it'd be wonderful if you could give us just a general overview of some of the most popular you know, visa options that uh, foreigners mm-hmm. apply for. Yes, basically we have two main, there are we have two main visas or residence permit that our clients prefer. Okay, first of all, it's the golden visa, which is focused for those who want to purchase a house, invest in Spain, and they decide to purchase a house of at least 500,000 euros, and they decide to relocate to Spain. The residence permit is one of the is the one that offers more advantages 
okay? Because it is the only residence permit that allows the applicant, the, the, the resident in Spain, to not remain in Spain at least six, year, six months per year. So they can be in Spain only one, year, one day during the validity of the residence permit, which is two years. And uh, then they will be able to keep renewing the residence permit. And this is the, the, our main service, but also there is another very, for not the ones that have that budget, uh, that 500,000 euros, um, there is also the non-lucrative residence permit, which is a residence permit for those who have sufficient economic means. It's around 28,000 euros in a bank account and a health insurance policy. And they are able to come to Spain to basically for leisure purposes, okay, um, and, and and yes, that's that, that's the two main residence permits. There is also the highly qualified professionals, which is a residence and work permit for those who have uh, university qualifications and want to and, and are hired by Spanish companies. Um, but yes, I would say that these are the three main services that we offer and the. The, that we offer the most. Okay, great. So the the uh, the second option, so the non-lucrative visa, um, would that be the most common approach for someone who's looking to retire in Spain? Maybe yes. someone who's you know of retirement age and has like a pension or something. Indeed, indeed, that's the main purpose of this residence permit. This residence permit, the non-lucrative visa, was um, established basically for retired people, people who want to return to Spain, people who has reached their retirement age and want to spend the last years of the life, the last year, the last years of their life in Spain. However, with since this is a residence permit, very abstract, very vague. Uh, this also uh, is this residence permit is also applied for those who maybe, um, for example, I have a client who who is um, a health insurance broker and he just lives for for the commissions he, uh, he has, and and they just come here to retire on to 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 be in Spain, um, living on their passive income. So, but yes, basically this is uh, this is a residence permit focused for retired people. And to obtain that permit, do people typically apply for it in their home country? Yes. Well, the main requirement uh, for to apply for the residence permit is applying from their country of origin or legal residence. Usually, it's the same. But yes, this is this is the main requirement. There are some residence permit that allow you to apply from Spain, directly from Spain. But the non-lucrative residence permit is a residence permit that needs to be applied from the Spanish consulate or embassy at the, at the home country of the applicant. This can, it cannot be applied from Spain. Okay. And then, so, so then you, you guys, like you yourself help people from, let's say, America apply for, for this permit in their exactly. consulate, their local consulate. Exactly. We, we first of all, that because the, uh, it's, uh, despite the law establishes some legal requirements or objective requirements, each consulate and each embassy has its own interpretation of the requirement. So each consulate and each embassy in every country in the world has its own interpretation of this, of this law, and these documents and the requirements to fulfill in order to be able to apply for any kind of visa. So first of all, we put in contact with uh, these consulates and these embassies and, and we inquire about which documents and which requirements do they 
uh, demand for the applicant to, to apply for any visa. Then once we know, we inform our clients to which documents will they need. And then we, from there, we start reviewing, we start gathering the documents, we start translating some documents. And then step by step, we are gathering all the documents. And once everything is gathered, the applicant can attend the Spanish consulate or embassy uh, to apply for the, for the visa. Okay, great. Do, does the applicant need to know where they're going to live? Like, do they already have to have an apartment figured out in Spain before they apply for the visa? It depends on the consulate. It, on some consulates, for example, in the United States, in Miami, Houston, and Chicago, they ask you to at least say, where are you going to reside? If in Barcelona, Madrid, Malaga, uh, they ask you some, for example, Chicago and Houston, they ask you to provide with a one-year lease agreement before relocating to Spain. And there are some other consulates, uh, Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York, that they do not care about where are you going to reside. So as, as mentioned, each consulate has its, has its own interpretation and their own demands. Yeah, of course. So it's, it's complicated. <laughs> yes, it's very complicated. And some, some, at some consulates, it's more complicated than in others. Of course, man. All the red tape. It's wonderful. But it's worth it once you get through it all. <laughs> yes, yes. So I, I talk with a lot of people who um, they maybe they work fully remote, but they're not of retirement age. And, and their, their whole goal is to, is to not retire and, and basically to continue working maybe for a United States company or, or a British company or something. Um, but their company allows them to work fully remote, as a lot of people do hmm. coming out of 2020. Is there a visa option that allows that kind of person to then live in Spain, but not work, not basically take a job from anyone Spanish? <laughs> not yet, not yet. There is a law, a project of law, which is pending to be approved by the government. And we assume that it will be approved uh, in the next uh, three to six months, okay, which we will be called the Digital Nomad Visa. Uh, our president's permit, a visa, which will be able to be applied either from the country of origin, from the home country, and from Spain as a tourist. During the 90 days, they can be in Spain as tourists. Uh, and they will allow the applicant to work remotely from Spain. And the only thing that they will need to show is a work contract and a letter from the employer saying that according to their job performance, they are allowed to work remotely. Okay. Mm -hmm. They also, uh, people who is a self-employed professional and, a, and they just need a laptop or a computer to work and it doesn't care if you, if they are working from, for example, the United States or from Spain, uh, they will need to show some documentation. We still do not know which kind of documentation because this mentioned it is not yet approved. Right. But uh, if they are able to show that according to their job performance, they can work remotely, uh, they will be able to apply for this digital nomads visa. For now, there is the only thing we can do is trying to apply for a non-lucrative visa. However, some consulates, uh, when they see that the applicant perceived regular income coming from uh, a job position or an economic activity, they, some of them are quite reluctant and sometimes we have problems. So for now we are in this impasse situation and we, there is a, 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 it, it is a bit uncertain, but in the next few months probably we will be able to, to apply for digital nomad visas and people who want to work remotely from Spain 
um, will be able to do it. Actually, oh. we are one of the of the countries in the EU that still does not have the digital nomads visa, and and we need this with urgency because we have a lot of people who is demanding for this service, and we cannot guarantee a success. And we, for now, we can only try the non-locative visa, and we cannot, as, as mentioned, we cannot guarantee the success. But in the next months, we will be able to do it, hopefully. Okay, so good news. It's getting yes, better. Yes, good news. Very good news. Like. Yeah. So within six months or so, there there might be an option yes, available. Yes, probably by summer. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I know a lot of people <laughs> who are now fully remote, and you know they're making great money, and they're just like, well, <laughs> I'd rather not, you know, live in the same town I've lived in for years. I'd like to go try Spain for a couple of years and yes. you know, live on the beach or something, and and work online. So that's great. Yes. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, so an, another situation I come across quite a bit is, so there's, as you may have seen, um, there's a lot of businesses for sale in Spain, um, like, mm-hmm. you know, in like a cafe or a bed and breakfast or something. And I talk with a lot of, especially in Americans and Canadians um, who would love to come to Spain and purchase one of those businesses and then, you know, basically work, but they're technically entrepreneurs because they, they own a business now. Is mm-hmm. there a, which visa would kind of fit that situation? Hmm. For business owners, okay, and directors and people who uh, want to set up a new project, a new company in Spain, there are two possibilities. There is the regular option and there is the uh, privileged privileged option. The regular option is the business activity residence permit and is a residence permit for those who own a company in Spain and want to come to Spain and direct that company. Okay, this is a residence permit that needs to be applied from their home country. Okay, and basically they will need to say that they own a company, uh, at least the 25% of the shares of that company. Okay, and they want to direct that company. It can be a pre-existing company, okay, a company which has been working for, for a few years. Okay, or it can be a new company that has not started the activity yet. In order to apply for this residence permit, the business activity one, they will need to show a business plan, okay? Saying a document, saying, uh, well, stating a a financial plan, a marketing plan, their performance, how many people will they be employing, if any. It does not require that they will be employing some people, but they will need to more or less mention or develop how they will uh, set up this company and how will how will this company work, okay? And as mentioned, this is the regular option. There is also the entrepreneur uh, visa, this privileged option, okay? Which can be applied from Spain already, okay? And without the need to uh, set up the company before applying for the residence permit, okay? They can just say that they have a project which needs to be considered uh, very interesting for the Spanish market for because of the people that they plan to employ, the, the, the activity. Um, uh, it, the, let's say that this company or this project needs to make a difference in Spain. It cannot be uh, an ordinary restaurant, let's say. Okay? It needs to be an IT company, uh, a scientific uh, research center, something like this. Okay? And this residence permit that, as mentioned, allows the applicant to apply from Spain without having the company set up yet. They can say, I want to do this. If you allow me to do this project, I will be starting setting up the company and everything. But uh, first, I need your green light. 
Okay, and this is a residence permit that offers a lot of, of advantages. For example, the business activity one, the, the ordinary one, let's say, um, in case that the applicant comes with, with their family, they will not receive a work visa. They will only receive a residence visa, a non-lucrative visa, let's say. Okay, the company family members will be coming with a non-lucrative visa with the main applicant. And the main applicant will be the only, the only one allowed to work in Spain. On the other hand, the entrepreneurship visa will allow the applicant and all their accompanying family members to work in Spain. Okay, wow. And these are the main differences. Yeah, hmm. that, that makes sense. Okay, so, so there is an option available, but it, it sounds like you have to really have a lot of your ducks in a row before, um, yes. before applying and, and really make sure that you know, this cafe in Tenerife for 40,000 euros is the actual you know, business you want to pursue and exactly. apply for. Exactly. Okay. Very interesting. So um, another question I often get is, if there's a foreign person and they buy a house in Spain, um, how long can they stay in the country? Um, are they, is there any kind of um, different visa option for like someone who owns a property or, or kind of how does that work? Hmm. It depends. It depends on the residence permit they have. If they have, if they have purchased a house with a minimum value of 500,000 euros, okay? And these 500,000 euros have been transferred uh, at the moment of the purchase, okay? So they, they do not have any mortgage on that house. They can apply for the golden visa, okay? And as mentioned, the golden visa only requires you to be one day in Spain during the validity of all the residence permit, which is two years. On the other hand, if they purchase a house which does not have that value, uh, they might need to apply for another residence permit, for example, the non-lucrative, a business activity, or another kind of residence permit. These residence permits, which are uh, ruled on the uh, regular, what we call the regular law, okay, the, the general law, okay, uh, require the applicant to be in Spain and to dwell in Spain uh, at least six months per year. For the residence permit? Like exactly. Six months per year they have exactly. to live in Spain. Okay. And then does that make their tax base uh, in Spain Ex as well? Exactly. In order to become a tax resident in Spain, you need to be, in, or let's say, let's rephrase this. Uh, if, an, if a person stays in Spain more than 183 days, they will become tax resident in Spain. However, in order to renew the residence permit, the immigration residence permit, they need to be in Spain 180 days. So if they are able to be in Spain 180 days or 80, 81 or 82, they will be able to renew the residence permit without becoming tax residents. Uh, okay. Then if they, be, if they stay in Spain more than 183 days, they become tax residents and they will be able to renew the residence permit as well. Right. So what about, is someone able to come to Spain on a tourist visa and purchase a property as a holiday home? Yes, yes, definitely. And they can apply for a golden visa within, if they are able to fulfill the purchase process and the immigration process in three months, they can come to Spain, apply for a golden visa and just come back and forth from their home country uh, as they will, on, on, on their will. What if what if the property doesn't meet the uh, golden visa requirements? Like, let's say it's only a, a one or two hundred thousand euro property. Then, in that case, they will need to stick to the 90, 90 days rule. Right. And they will be able to stay in Spain ninety days out of one hundred and eighty. 
Right. So basically, you can stay here for three months in every six month period or something. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Exactly. Wow. Well, so it's it's available, but much better if you can stay here longer. Of course, you probably want to use your house more than three months a year. Hmm. We, are, we are having this matter a, a lot with British people who used to have a house in Spain. A lot of British people ha, ha, had a house in, in the Valencia zone and in the Malaga area. And they used to come here six, seven months per year or eight uh, without the need of a residence permit. And now with Brexit, they need to mm -hmm. apply for a non-lucrative visa or a golden visa. And they face the situation that they want to be in Spain more than 90 days out of 180, but not six months. They want to be in Spain, for example, from May to October. Mm -hmm. This is more than 90 days, but less than six months. And that's the... The situation we are facing, we have a lot of clients or, or leads that contact us uh, asking this, how can, I, how can I be in Spain more than 90 days in a row, but less than six months? And the only option for now is the golden visa. Wow. Or so applying for a non-lucrative residence permit every year, be able to be in Spain uh, more than 90 days in a row. But then after one year, they may face the situation that they are not able to renew the residence permit because they have not stayed more than 180 days. Ah, I see. So sometimes the only solution is to buy a bigger house, I guess. Yes. <laughs> or renew or apply for a new world, a new right. locative visa every, every year, year, which cool. is the best scenario. No, man, I'm sure those British people didn't vote for Brexit then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that's actually a great, um, great segue to my next question because I, was, I wanted to ask you, are there any uh, special situations for people from specific countries that might make it easier to apply for a, a visa or citizenship, something like that? Hmm. Let's say that in order to apply for a residence permit, okay, there are two groups, EU and non-EU citizens. EU citizens can come to Spain and if they, they will just need to show uh, €7,000 in a bank account or uh, an employment contract. Okay, and then non-EU citizens will need to show, for in order to apply for the non-lucrative residence permit, twenty-eight thousand euros, or the golden visa, or be highly qualified. Or so let's say that EU citizens have the the, the possibilities to apply for a residence permit are much more easy, okay, than non-EU citizens. In order to apply for a residence permit, then for the citizenship, uh, there are, let's say that. There are two kinds of, of, of countries because in order, as a general rule, in order to become a Spanish citizen, you need to have a residence permit for at least 10 years. Then you will be able to apply for the Spanish citizenship after having passed a couple of, of exams, basically uh, language and culture. Okay, But as a general rule, they need to be in Spain 10 years. However, uh, citizens coming from what we call Ibero-American countries, for example, uh, well, all, 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 basically it's Puerto Rico, uh, Central and South America, okay? And also the Philippines, they can apply for citizenship after two years. Wow, that's great. Only, yes, yes. Also, they can apply for, for the citizenship after one year. Those who have... Uh, those who have... Um, those who were born in Spain, 
and those who are married to Spanish citizens can apply after one year. Okay. Yeah. So there, there are some quick paths if you, if you hold citizenship from one yes. of the former Spanish colonies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I was talking to some people who are from the Philippines and, and within a couple of years, they plan to apply for yes. citizenship. So that's great. Does Spain have anything like, um, I know in, in Italy, you can apply for a, um, there's basically um, citizenship by, by blood, by, um, by ancestors. Does Spain have anything like that? Like if you have great grandparents or something that were from Spain? Yes, we have, but it's not like in Italy because I don't know which rule do they have in Italy, but there are a lot of Italian citizens who were not born in, in Italy because they had ancestors in Italy. In Spain, we have two options in this case. Let's say that those who are, um, those who are the grandchildren of Spanish citizens can apply for citizenship after having resided in Spain one year. Then those who want to apply for citizenship straightforwardly without having to relocate to Spain first can do if their parents, their father or mother were born in Spain. There is the, this is the only option. Okay, so you 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 might you have to have much closer ties to a more exactly. recent relative from Spain. Exactly, that, that makes sense. Yeah, the Italian one it, it goes back to the great grandparents uh, as far as so it's quite a different process. <laughs> yes, yes, we have a lot of Argentinian, Uruguayan uh, clients who have Italian uh, Italian passports. They do not know a word of Italian, but they have Italian passports. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever it takes. <laughs> yes. Well, great. Um, one more question about uh, some more specifics is the, um, mm -hmm. the student visa process. So mm -hmm. meet a lot of people who they, um, they're interested in, in maybe coming to study in some capacity. Um, what, what, what are the options like for a student visa? Hmm. The student visa is one of the few residence permits that can be applied from Spain, as mentioned. You can always apply for a, golden, for a student visa from your home country, at Spanish consulate or embassy, as the rest of the residence permit. But the student visa offers the option to, to be applied from Spain. If you do it before entering, this is a very, a very specific wording, before entering into your last 60 days of legal, of legal stay. So if you come to Spain as a tourist and you decide to remain in Spain, under a student visa, you will need to apply for the student visa within the first uh, 30 days that you can be in Spain as a tourist. Um, basically, um, as soon as you get hmm. to Spain, you have to apply. Exactly, for it exactly. Right. You need to come to Spain um, with uh, having in mind that you will be applying for the student visa and bring in all the documents that you need. you need. You will need probably to bring some documents from your home country. So if you plan to do it, you need to move quickly. Yeah. Course. And it's, also the student visa is a residence permit or is a stay permit. So this is a, a thing that not a lot of people knows that the student visa is not considered a residence permit. Okay. In Spain, we have like two, two classifications on your staying. Okay. You can stay in Spain or you can reside in Spain. You stay in Spain, for example, if you're a tourist. You're in Spain if you are studying in Spain. You have a student visa, but you are not residing, which means that uh, first of all, if you come to Spain, for example, under a non-lucrative visa, after one year, you will be able to switch into a work permit. If you find someone willing to hire you, you can switch your residence permit. And when it comes the time to renew the non-lucrative, you can switch. 
into a work permit. However, with the student visa, since this is not a residence permit, but a stay permit, you cannot switch. Uh, okay. Are, okay, are you able for, to work on a student visa at all? Like as an internship you, or anything? You can do an internship if, let's say, if in the program of your studies, uh, one of the subjects are, uh, is an internship, you can do it. If not, if you can work, properly work, okay, not as a part of your of your of the studies, if you can properly work and have a salary and so, you will need to ask uh, or apply for a um, for an authorization, okay, in front of the immigration office, saying that you want to work and this work, this job position, can be up to twenty working days at uh, twenty working hours per week. And you will need to state or you will need to demonstrate that this job uh, that you want to work and you are applying for uh, is related to your studies and will not interfere with your, with your studies. So if you say, if you are studying from nine to five, you will need to find a, a work which allows you related with the, with, the, with, the, with your classes, with the subject. And for example, from six to eight or six to nine, so it cannot interfere and you need to ask for an additional authorization. So it's not that easy. Right. Yeah, of course. That makes sense. So you can work, but eh, it's slightly yes. discouraged. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, of course. So with, with any of these visas, I'm sure, it, I'm sure it varies based on many factors, but how much time should people estimate when they're planning to apply for, for any of these visas, the non-lucrative, the, the golden visa, you know, roughly how long does it take before you submit the application mm. and then actually obtain the, the authorization to live in Spain? As always in, in, the, in, the, in the legal sector, it depends. <laughs> of course. So for example, for the golden visa, the entrepreneurship, this uh, residence permit that I mentioned to you before that uh, follow a privileged route, the resolution is granted or the resolution needs to be issued by the Spanish administration after 20 working days if you apply from Spain or after 10 working days if you apply from the consulate. If the Spanish administration does not respond or does not issue a resolution within these, these days, your application is considered as granted. Wow. Okay, so we punish the, the, the inactivity of the administration in, in this privileged route. On the other hand, for the non-privileged route or the ordinary route, uh, the Spanish administration usually has uh, three months to resolve. And if they don't do it, your application is considered as denied. However, according to the law, the Spanish administration need all, is, is, it is mandatory for the Spanish administration to always issue a resolution. It can come after six months or after, for example, in some regions of Spain, uh, Brexit applications, okay, there was, there was established a, like a specific president's permit application for, for British citizens before uh, 2021, okay? So we, 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 need, we need to apply in 2020. And there are, in some regions of Spain, we still need to receive a resolution. So after one year and a half, we are still pending to receive resolutions on Brexit applications. And they are considered as, as denied. But since they always have the, the duty to issue a resolution, this resolution can be granting. So we, cannot, we are still in this limbo. And we still do not... There, it can... 
it can be possible that they issue a favorable resolution and despite having wait, wasted that much time, finally you end up receiving a, a favorable resolution. Wow. So but it really does depend. 20, 20, 20 working days for the privileged regime and three months for the non-privileged regime. Okay. Well, that's not so bad. That's a great general rule to follow, I think. Mm. Yes. All right. Great, David. Well, that is all the questions I have for you today. Um, this was fantastic. I think this was a great introduction for anyone who's looking to, even thinking about retiring in Spain, moving to mm. Spain, coming here to work. Um, Thank you so much for being here and for uh, breaking this down. Thank you so much to you. Yeah, if, if people wanted to get in contact with you, um, how would they do that? They can contact us through our webpage at lexcd.com. And if they want to relocate to Spain, they will be able to find there a form to send us an inquiry and we will reply them. We always have the rule to answer all our contacts and reply all our emails within the next 28 hours. So 24 hours, excuse me. And we will be, we will be glad to, to reply them or if not, they can contact me directly at david.planes at lexity.com. Okay. Fantastic, David. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Chris.